It's the FDL pod with President BA. It's just a game. It's back, and I'm back. President BA, back again with the pod. Going to give it another go. We'll see how long it lasts, but I'm excited to start it again, and there does seem to be a demand for it. Um, a bit unmotivated to do it right now, so it's not a good start. Um, I'd rather be sitting, tinkering with my team, which I'm still not, not quite settled on. Um, but let's go back first. We used to have a jingle for that, didn't we? There will be new jingles on this. Don't you worry about that. There was a new intro already. Hope you liked it. There'll be loads of new jingles. Uh, today's pod is mostly just to try this out, see the sound quality, um, make sure you can all access it. Click like, click subscribe. Don't have a patron, but you can always send Ed money to send me. That's how we could do that. If you like this pod, send Ed money, and then Ed will send me money. He'll probably keep it in a high investment sort of account for a while and then once he's gained profit on it then send it to me I'm already rambling right I I don't really have a plan of what to say but I wanted to go back that was it to the end of last season just to cover that because I bounced back yes I did indeed the lockdown period how exciting was all of that and stressful um big congratulations to Lambo. the real quiz was never in doubt but he held it strong to the end um, can't believe I won head-to-head. That was epic, The uh, how close the top six were in that, um, and the twists and turns up to the final day. Uh, Superman was won by Hartley, a big assist by uh, Raheem Sterling, most certainly. What else do we do? The tag team. Uh, Kloss, uh, Screed, and Ferbs retained. But uh, they will not be defending the belts this season, as Gavin Chavin will be, Ferbs, the fur badger. He's having a season off. Um, he's doing the draft. He's in the draft. I dare say he has got a team, but he's not entering it into the... Entering it. <clears throat> entering it. I've been outside of Norfolk long enough that I shouldn't be speaking as such. Swig of water for the working man. Ferbs isn't entering the real quiz. Um, Snag nearly had a season off almost as well. He's now in the real quiz and head-to-head with Gormsey. That's right. And Gormsey's in the real quiz and head-to-head with Snag. Head to with snag? Tag. Have I been saying words wrong? This is bad, isn't it? Um, we'll get on to the tag team. That's the thing I'm most excited about for this season, most definitely. Uh, but just while we're on Ferbs and Snag and the new intro that does highlight, it's just a game. Um, yeah, FPL can be incredibly stressful. I'm, I'm not sure if it ruins weekends. Um, it can certainly twist my mood quite quickly, but um, I... I don't let it stay with me for too long. There's, there's always the next week, isn't it, to make it up. There's points to chase. Um, 
but yeah, it's a bit disappointing that some people have found it too much that they they needed to have a break. But um, everyone's got busy lives. I totally understand. Hopefully, they'll both be back fully next season. We have got a few new additions as well, joining the full package of Real Quiz head to head, tag to head, and manager of the month is Dennis Spacko Spearman. Dave Davidson, full name David Davidson, uh, one of mine Snags mates. Some of you would have met him on various Stag Do's and Outings before. And was there a third? I was just swig of water. And someone else, perhaps. I've got confused. The Snag and Gormsey being in the tag to head, but not in the head to league. Head to Headley. Ah, Tomo. How could I forget Tomo Dogman? And Tomo's in the whole lot as well. Tomo will be listening as well. I hadn't forgotten you, Tomo. Just I wasn't really going into this with any preparation. Um, and I'm already stumbling over my words a bit. I will improve. So, yeah, three new additions to the whole lot. And Pete's a couple of stepped down. Snag's stepped out of a couple of things and Ferbs is having the season off, which means there will be new tag team champions this season. And the tag team is now a tag two head competition. For anyone who's unclear on how that works, is you play a head-to-head -head fixture each week, very similar to the head-to-head -head league. But it's your points and your partner's points against your opponent's points. Tag teams will decide is in the draw. Names have been decided by individuals or the board have helped out with a few names. Um, I might just go into that now because that's one of the, one of the good bits. Some of the names. So let's let's talk about some of these tag teams. Yeah, the tag to head as well. If you're wondering, well, where's my fixtures? How do we know? Something is in the works. Uh, Deck chair Steve is putting together essentially it was a simple website. Well simple for for us to look at probably not that simple to create he's sort of behind the screen in there doing doing the codes and the algorithms um, that will be up soon and that will tell you who your fixtures are and there'll be a league table on there there'll probably be some other cool exciting things as well but it'll have those essential functions um, which is all we really need so then that will run all year long and there'll be payouts first to third let me just find my phone here where have I gone? The tag teams. This is exciting. So, who do we have? Woots and Gibby came out together. Some people are calling them the Dirty Whites as of the uh, colour their home teams play in. Their teams play in when they play at home. Respective Leeds and Spurs fans. Timmy and South Tag. South Tag. <laughs> they could call themselves Tag. Um, they call themselves Hashtag Supernova. I think they decided something else, but Hashtag Supernova's better. Selfie's team name this year is Seven Hashtags, I think. Um, good little team. Deck Chair Steve and Tony. Heartbeat Rovers at the moment is a working name. Slim, Slim and Taff, Taff Boy Slim. That's a cracking name. Trigg and Darcy, Gamblers Anonymous. 
Dork and Ed. Some people are calling them the Big Bucks, although some people are also calling them Dork Lives Blatter. I've been told that that's genius, but I don't quite get it. Dork Lives Blatter. But anyway, they thought it was very good. That will be a very strong team. They were tag team partners last season as well, so they'll definitely be coming into this thinking they'll be getting a podium position. Uh, Beef's tagged up with Dennis Spacko Spearman. They're calling themselves the Wolfspack. Uh, Senior G's and John Boy Kloss um, have gone of sort of a play of words in a way of the Jersey Boys. Are calling themselves the Jizzy Boys. Uh-huh. Oxy and Screed, Screed's new partner. Um, with the Ox this year, they're getting called Oxymoron. Just leave that one with you for a minute because it is a good one. Um, Tomo and Lambo, this will be a strong team. So Tomo has been playing FPL for a few seasons and he would have, should he have entered the real quiz the last two seasons, he would have finished top five both seasons. Um, You can check his uh, season history on his team if you want. Very respectable finishes. And he's tagged up with Lambo this year's real quiz winner so that tag team is going to be no joke and this one is it's better to look at written down um but it said dog maniac cats it's like dog mania maniac and cats on the end dog 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 maniac cats okay oh bit of tea there uh al and ken together the Alcahunt Holics. That's a good name. Uh, I've teamed up with Busby. It's my second year of having a Kloss Brothers a partner. I've certainly had less messages uh, from Busby than I have from than I did from John. Actually, I've probably had more from John this preseason than I have from the the Buzzard, as I like to call him. Not to his face, but on this podcast that he may listen to, I will do. Yeah, we've we've had a little bit of back and forth. We're quite happy with. Uh, how we've set up, we've shared some opinions, we've uh, thought a bit about our teams, our, our coverage across the two the two teams, which is always important. Very excited for this tag to head, and I hope me and me and, me and the buzzard, the Busby Babes, Busby Babes, in case I've not mentioned that was our name. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have a good season, buzzard. Um, your mentalness. <laughs> should hopefully complement my somewhat sort of safe templateness that I really sort of stick to. And we've got Gilly and uh, Davs, uh, Dave Davidson. Uh, Dave Davidson went to uni with me in Snag. He's not been playing FPL long, but he was in a little, a very small mini league with me in Snag last year. And he absolutely loved it. He was fully into it. He had a really good season. Um, a lot of it was luck. He got Antonio's four goals against not I mean it's not necessarily luck but not many people saw that coming did they um so he had a very respective season and certainly someone who'll be playing each week and putting hours of thought into it and then the 14th the 14th tag team the team with many names but not yet one settled is uh snag snag and gormsey uh, I, there was too many names to list. Uh, we'll, we'll settle on one. 
So they're together, having not been in it, one not wanting to and one wanting to. They're back in it, so that's good. Um, it is a game. We do need to keep things fair. We do need to consider that when the game can piss you off, then it's emphasised more so if there's issues within the leagues. And uh, my responsibility as league president... Wait, let me get back to the thing. There we go. Is to make sure the leagues are fair and fun, most of all, really. And I think they are. I think the simplifying of the four competitions, essentially four leagues this year, makes it pretty straightforward. There's no weird fixtures coming out for cups. You've got the real quiz. That's the uh, core lot of us. There'll be a few extra people in there as well. Uh, Jacob Clark will be in there. There will be Muffin Minge potentially joining again. Um, maybe one or two other new people to up the pot a bit. That's going to pay out to eighth this year as well. Ah, a nice sip of tea there. So there's lots of opportunities. We want people to play all season, and even if things don't start well, there's not a reason to give up. And with the real quiz paying out to eighth, um, hopefully that will keep people interested. Uh, it was certainly very interesting towards the end of last season, in and around trying to stay in the top six. So, oh, someone in my work league draft thing just messaged of who people have got in their thing. So maybe the draft thing's updated and your draft picks have come in. Not that you'll be listening to this in real time because I'm pre-recording it, so whatever. The four competitions, real question, head-to-head, paying out to sixth. The incredible finish the end of last season. Yeah, it's easy for me to say having won it. I still can't believe I actually did win it. It doesn't quite feel real. Um, so tight. I've never known a head-to-head season to be that tight between so many people. So that should keep you all busy and a week-to-week fixture to look at. Some people claim they play the fixtures. I've I've never done that and I've never had much success with head-to-head until this season. Um, during the... Uh, what was the post-lockdown thing called? Operation Restart or whatever it was called. Um, I did look at the other teams more so. Um, but I don't know if I was playing the fixtures as such. I definitely was aware of who my opponents were going to be and what players they had. But that was just because it was so super tight. It was just interesting to see how quickly it could turn. But yeah, head-to-head's always a good one. Then we've got the manager of the month. So that's just done off the site. If you go on the league and click the top arrow that says overall and change it to the month, you can see who's been awarded the most points in that calendar month for FPL. Uh, The payout for that will be confirmed once we've got final numbers and Ed's got some money in. But it's likely to be around... Over 60 quid, I think. 60 quid, 65 quid perhaps, depending on the numbers. So that's a decent payout each month. Um, and it's not always the people that win the league overall that win it. Some There has been some strange winners in the past that have had probably a bad season, but just one month where it all came together. Oh, one thing we are going to do, uh, I'll announce now. Breaking news, live, exclusive, that's the word I wanted is we're going to skim a little bit of money off that and have a big piss up. No, we're going to skim a little bit of money off that 
to have a one bonus payout of 50 English pounds to the highest scoring game week of the season unassisted by any chips. So across the 38 game weeks, uh, double game weeks are fine. Any game week where you've not used a chip, whoever has had the single most highest score across the season will get a one-off one-off payment of 50 English pounds. So you can probably get a pint and some chips, maybe fish and chips for that these days. I don't know what stuff costs, really. So that's exciting. And yeah, the most exciting for me is the tag to head. I love the tag team. It's brilliant. It's good to have someone just to chat to, to message to. Someone that you've not possibly messaged before or spoken to much. Um, it's interesting to have other people to talk to. We've in the last few seasons it's been difficult with the increasing numbers to find a way to keep it interesting for people so they're not paying 10, 20 quid at the start of the season and three game weeks later they're out of the competition so I really think that the tag to head that will last all season will be a really good way to keep people playing to keep people that might be forgetting about a game week that they've partnered and message them and see what they're up to and who their captain is um, I'm sure there'll still be slip ups when there's quick game weeks and things that go on but so be it yeah anything else to say so yeah very excited for the new season it's actually come around very quickly very excited with the setup for the four leagues the simplicity the clarity of them all um interested to see how some of the new members get on and uh, yeah, I might come back and just do a little bit on some players. But if not, this might be it. Let's see. It's good to be back. I'm back again. That's going to be a reoccurring theme in this podcast. Me coming back. Probably hear my chair creaking. Listen to the quality of the first bit. Sounded all right, didn't it? Right, let's have a little look at some players, clubs, new players, prices. I'm sure you've been talking about this amongst yourselves plenty and listening to podcasts and reading things on, on Twitter, so um, I don't know if I'll have any new information. I might let a few things slip about my team, but I'm going to try not to give too much away. Or well, I don't suppose it would really matter, because we all have our own ideas, don't we? I've... I will say I found the start of this season probably the most difficult of all the FPL seasons to get a clear idea of who I want in my team because some of the season keepers or big hitters uh, that you would normally consider, particularly for Man City and even Man United, how they finished last season, don't have a fixture game week one, which makes it interesting, doesn't it? And then you get caught up with your strategy are you just going to play for game week one and wild card game week two? Get all the best players in once you know a bit more? Or have you got money in the bank to get players in? Or have you got players on the bench, expensive players on the bench, that don't have a game game week one? And if so, who do you have in your starting eleven? If you've got that sort of uh, money or players on, on your bench. So let's just have a quick look for I'm looking at my team and I'm also going to look at 
defenders from their price and points last season. I was just going to goalkeepers first, even. Goalkeepers is pretty boring, so I won't spend much time on it. Pope was the best goalkeeper last season, shortly followed by Henderson and Schmeichel. Patricia wasn't far behind him. They're all 5.5. Um, Pope 170, Henderson 160, Schmeichel 156, Patricia 153, De Gea 143 has also warranted the 5.5 price tag. Edison is the only keeper at 6... No, he's not. Allison is as well. Edison and Allison are both at 6 million, but they've got 133 and 122, respectively, last season. Um... For me, with players like that, it's just a it's a Liverpool or a Man City spot that you're wasting. Um, there's got to be better value in goal. So then we're moving to the... Is there any five millions? Oh, the Newcastle keeper's five million, but he's cropped. What's wrong with him? Dubravka. Heel injury, unknown return date. Palace keeper... The guitar man is only is is only five million. Is five million? Are Palace going to be any good this year? They're going to go down, aren't they? I've had this conversation the other day with someone. What teams I thought were going to go down, and I I put Palace in the conversation for sure. So who have we got? Four point five. Then Ryan, he was the highest scoring keeper at four point five from last season with one three five. And McCarthy of Southampton's got 104 points at 135. Fabianski's up to 5 million. He is a hell of a keeper and does get good FPL points, but who's going to pay 5 million for a West Ham keeper? We'll see. Maybe next week when I'm doing the pod, I'm going to see him in someone's team. Um, is there much else to see there? Yeah, I think with well, for me with a keeper, I just pick one and pretty much stick with them. And last year that was Nick Pope, and that was brilliant. I remember at one point it was mid-season, I was about to transfer him. They'd had a couple of shoddy results, and whoever it was, I was going to get him Patricio or someone else that were looking like they were going to get more points. I had to put out a fire somewhere else, and uh, Pope stayed, and he was incredible. Um, Spoiler alert! I'm not. I'm not stretching 5.5 for him this year, though. Uh, I just can't. The way that I'm trying to shape my team, I just, I can't spare that money in goal. I'm sure he'll be good for the points again. He might even be the highest scoring goalkeeper again. We'll see. Goalkeepers are fairly boring anyway. Defenders. Let's bring up the defenders. Who Who are the best defenders? Unsurprisingly, Trent, Robbo and Verge, VVD. Again, it's the argument of if you, how many Liverpool players do you want in your team? And do you want them to... How many of them do you want to be defenders? I'd be surprised if people don't go about Trent. He seems to be very popular for obvious reasons. The fact that he takes a few free kicks and that as well. Robbo being point... Is, their pricing is interesting though. Because Trent's 7.5, then Robbo 7, and VVD's only 6.5, and their points went as such last season. 210, 181, 178. Yeah, Virgil van Dijk's a whole million cheaper than Trent Alexander Arnold, TTA. Just going to say that's easier, isn't it? 
the points difference last year was yeah, only about 30 points. It's interesting. Uh, Doherty was then the fourth high of scoring. He's obviously now a Spurs player. I don't know if that makes him better or worse as an asset. He's tagged at 6 million. Um, he got 167 points last year. Had some very strong spells and some spells where it didn't happen. I assume at Spurs there's more potential for clean sheets, although Wolves are very good at clean sheets. I guess we'll have to see how Mourinho gets on. Spurs have got a hell of a lot of fixtures um, in that opening period, haven't they? Then you've got Tarkowski of Burnley. They've not got a game game week one. A lot of their defence is being ignored, but it's a solid defence, along with Nick Pope we mentioned. You've got the Sheffield United boys. I think they're mostly at 5.5, the odd one at 5 million. After Aspel Equator was in the... Is that the top 10? Has he just quite made it? He has just quite made the top 10. He's 6 million. Chelsea could have a good defence this year. I'm not quite sure how that was set up. They've made a few signings, haven't they? Thiago Silva. Reese James could be an option if he can get into the team. Solidly. I mean, Asby's nailed. Don't know, Rudiger's going to get some games. I don't know about Alonso and Emerson and who's the favourable one there. Yeah, Chelsea have got a good opening fixture, haven't they? But I'm then it's Chelsea-Liverpool game week two. It's the thing, the fixtures haven't come easy at the minute either, have they? There's some teams with very nice fixtures followed by more difficult ones. I guess fixtures in general go like that, but it seems particularly difficult FPL-wise. This season, the Wolves boys are at 5 and 5.5. Um, let's have a look at the 4 millions. Who's going to be in the bargain bucket this year? Oh, there are quite a few there. Bernardo of Brighton. Williams of Liverpool. Braithwaite at Everton. Johnson at West Ham. Kilman at Wolves. Mitchell at Palace. Voikins, Vokins at Southampton. Oh, the list goes on. There's some uh, Leeds ones as well. I guess they're non-playing ones. But yeah, we were very blessed last season with John Lundstrom coming in and being the full moon hero. Rico did bits as well. I'm not sure if any of these actually play though, which is worrying. Um, I've heard that some of the Palace ones may or may not play, but I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I've tried to set my defence up. As a as a free at the back with the option of a fourth, so there'll be sort of a rotating fourth defender with a fifth midfielder. Because at the minute I'm looking more like two strikers than three strikers. I still might change all of this this evening. Um, yeah, and it's been hard to balance the money out to get ones that you know are going to play and are good for points but also trying to save a bit of cash. Um, yeah, I won't tell you any more than that. Midfield, that's the exciting bit this season, isn't it? It's how, how can you get enough midfielders in? Um, there's not many good 4.5 ones, but I wonder if this season, if you even if you even need a 4.5 midfielder, do you put more money into it so you've always got an option to play five across the middle, whether it be a 3-5-2 or a... Would have to be a three-five-two, wouldn't it? You can play anything else. Yeah. 
that, that might be something you want to do. Or similar to me, at the minute, I'm working with my fourth defender, switching with my fifth midfielder. I'm not sure if I fully thought this through. I'm still just, I can't, I'm looking at my team and although I'm happy with aspects of it, I can't believe this is my team for, for game week one. It just feels weird, the way in which it's set up. But it, the, the, the setup is weird, so um, a weird response is perfectly normal to a weird situation. All the big guns are there. We've got KDB is at 11.5. That was fairly generous, I think, considering um, Salah, Mane and Aubameyang, now classed as a midfielder, are all 12 million. I guess it's because they play more like a striker than De Bruyne does, but De Bruyne outscored them all last season for 0.5 less. Sterling's only 11.5 as well. It's hard to know his role, really, with City. he I guess he's in a very attacking winger. He sometimes plays more as a striker. Sometimes doesn't play. That's Pep style. Rashi's been brought down to being a midfielder for 9.5. Mares in at 8.5. Son at 9. Williams moved to Arsenal at 8. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about Arsenal at all. I think they could be very good. I think there could be a lot of value in the Arsenal squad. Um, but I don't trust them yet. And I don't quite know how they're gonna how they're gonna set up. I guess maybe some people who have looked into it more might know. Um, but I know some people have been looking at Saka because he's not too cheap, um, not too expensive. Sorry, I'm reading messages as they come in on my uh, in on my phone. Let me find Arsenal. They've got a lot of injuries in defence, um, but people have believing they're going to be better defensively. What was that? Yeah, Xhaka and Saka are both 5.5. 5.5 and Danny Silabas has come back for 5 million. Um, I guess it'll just be seeing if they if they play regularly. They could be an option for a fourth or fifth midfielder in time. Um, yeah, not, not for me to start with though, I think. I've obviously got a Bomiang in my team. That's going to be no secret. Uber, just call him Uber, I can't get the rest of it wrong then. Um, but I'm not sold on them. I think at some point there, there will be options in their defence and midfield. Um, potentially, who's listed as a striker for them then? Here you go, some live thinking here. So Lacazette and Eddie Nurkita, or Enketia. Lacazette's only 8.5. Enketia is six million. I guess one of them starts up front. Um, yeah, wow. If they did sell Lacazette and it was Enketia, was their starting striker six million? That could be value, but um, I don't know how they're going to play. Or will Uber Uber play as a striker? I don't know. These these are questions that I don't have the answer to. But what are their fixtures like as well? I think they've got some decent ones to start, haven't they? They start nicely away at Fulham and then the home at West Ham. Not too nice after that. Liverpool away, Sheffield United at home, which isn't an easy fixture. And then Man City away. Yeah, 
It'll be interesting. It's, it's the thing, we put so much thought into our team's pre-season and then often it's a case of by game week two, three or four, you've played your wild card because so much has happened and changed. Someone for four millions playing, someone for 4.5s come out. Someone snuck through the net of not expecting to be a starting player and, and now he is and they're cheap. Yep. So what was I talking about? Midfield. I found the midfield very difficult. Oh, let's talk about Chelsea as well, because they've got lots of midfielders. Chelsea, Chelsea, who have we got? Mounts at 7 million. Pulisic, he's no longer flagged on here. I thought he was injured. It's 8.5. Barkley, 6. Not sure if he'll get in the team. Ziyech at 8 million. And then Havertz at 8.5. So I'm assuming Havertz is the more exciting of the option. But I've heard lots of people talking up both of these two. Um, they could be good buys at 8 and 8.5 if they can produce sort of on a level similar to the likes of Mares and Sun and players like that or even if they went crazy and got close to the Salah KDB sort of numbers and they'd be incredibly cheap but we'll see I think Chelsea are going to have a good season it might take them some while to settle in because they have made quite a few transfers and they've got the new striker uh, Werner as well 9.5 could be a cheap price point. It's tricky on strikers. They're all weird. There's no. There's not lots of them at the same price. We'll get on to strikers next. Um, I will say, yeah, out of them, I currently have one Chelsea player in my team. I have had two at stages, and it's not always been the same two. Um, I will let you know that I do currently have one. I think their opening fixtures fairly kind. Da, 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 da. Who is it? Brighton away. Yeah, Brighton aren't very good at football. Tammy Abraham, see Tammy Abraham 7.5 and Giroud at 7. If they're still going to get the last 30 minutes of games or play in certain games where it doesn't perhaps suit Werner, I assume he's first choice, then I don't know. If, if they could get a place in the team, they could be good value. It's a fair bit of money to tie up in someone you're unsure of. Drew had a really good end to the season, though, didn't he? I guess they'll be used in other cups and competitions. Right, so the strikers, which brings us on to, I think, the. I'm going to see that this year, the first two rules of FPL are probably going to be broken by all. In previous seasons, perhaps maybe not last season as well, although at points it was true, the first rule was of FPL was get Kuhn, Kuhn Aguero, and the second rule was uh, captain him. Has has anyone got him in their team game week one? Probably not, because he's not got a game. Is he in people's longer-term plans to, to come into the team? I've not heard much chat about Kuhn Aguero, and he's only at 10.5. So if he could produce some of the numbers he has done in the past, that's a cheap price for Aguero. If he's not the favoured front man, is Jesus at 9.5 an option? He's not the player that Aguero is, but if he's getting the minutes in that team, it could be points. He's placed the same as Firmino at 9.5. I feel bad for Firmino because he's just someone that doesn't really get in FPL teams. He's 9.5 million. He got 155 points last season. He'll deliver the similar this season again. I guess 
it's just a bit much for that or you're using up your free Liverpool spots elsewhere. Vardy was the highest scoring striker last year. He's only 10 million. Yeah, I guess he's a, he's a year older, but he's still the focal point of uh, Leicester City's attack. If Leicester score, it's going to go through him. Just bringing up Leicester's fixtures. They have a decent run here as well. West Brom, Burnley. They're away at City. And then they're at home to West Ham, Aston Villa, Arsenal away, Leeds. Yeah. I've not heard many people chatting about him too much pre-season, but I'm sure he will be putting goals in. I mean, he'll take penalties. Martial then now, he got 200 points last season. He's only 9 million. He got 10 points less than Vardy last season, but, only, but is a whole 1 million less. Let me drink some tea here. Mouth's getting a bit parched. He's 9 million. Previously a midfielder, now a forward, which does make sense because he is Man United's forward. Um, and by all accounts, unless they play Rashford as the centre forward, which they don't seem they want to, he's their only striker. Who else? Uh, they've, got, they've got someone comes off the bench sometimes. Ihalo, I, I, is that right? But isn't he's not a contender for that spot, is he? Um, so that's interesting. Nine million seems a fairly fair price for him. Danny Ings has gone up to eight point five, but that could still be cheap um, if he can bang him in like he did last season. He's the same price as Jimmy Jimenez. They're both eight point five. They both scored similarly. Richarlison of Everton. Now some people are telling me that Everton might be good at football this year, but I don't see it. Uh, he's now as a striker, eight million. Uh, I've not followed any of their pre-season or anything. I'm really not that interested. And if they start playing good football, then I might be. But Everton's a club that are just quite boring for me, really. Um, they've made a few transfers and bits, haven't they? I won't be considering him yet, but I know that some will. Harry Kane, 10.5 million. So him and Aguero are the most expensive strikers. Despite neither of them being in the top five last year, Kane and Aguero are both 10.5. Kane, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wait and see on Kane. He's popped in a few of my drafts, but the last few recent ones I've done, he's not been there. I don't know. Yeah, part of me thinks Mourinho will get things right because he is Mourinho, but. I don't know if he's if Mourinho's losing it. I was chatting to someone earlier who'd been watching the Amazon Prime. I suppose lots of you have been watching it. Um, how interesting it is and what, what a character the bloke is. Yeah, I don't know if his role for Kane is the out-and-out -out striker. I know with him having time off and stuff that Son's been playing further forward. I'm not sure. But if Kane is the man, 10.5 is very cheap for an in-form Harry Kane with good fixtures. Does he have good fixtures? Christ, they do have good fixtures. Everton at home, Southampton away, Newcastle at home, then away at United, West Ham at home, Burnley away, Brighton at home, West Brom away. Yeah, it could be the case that within a few game weeks, everyone has Harry Kane if he's banging goals in. Um, but for me, it's a wait and see. Anyone else to mention up there? Who are the cheap ones? There was a lot of hope that um, Brewster might go on loan somewhere because he's 
Um, God, there's only four players at 4.5. Davis at Aston Villa. I guess he doesn't play. Wickham at Palace, who's injured, and I don't think he even plays when he is fit, is he? Or only in bits. Vasiliev at Aston Villa. So Villa have got... So have a look at Villa's strikers, just to see who could play. Are they Big Wes is their main man, isn't it? Aston Villa strikers. They've got five listed. Wesley at six million. Ah, oh, Samata they signed for six million. Some other bloke Watkins at six million. And then these two guys at 4.5. So you've got to assume they're not even going to get a look in. Yep. So it would seem that in the 4.5 pool, let's just go back to it. There's not any playing options if you're going super cheap. Brewster, I think he might go on loan, but it's not confirmed. Five million. There's not many more names there. When do they start getting to the playing standards? 5.5. McGoldrick and Long. Oberfemi, he's 5 million. Benteke's 5.5 million. Currently injured. Is he their first choice striker? If let's, let's have a look at Crystal Palace's strikers. I suppose Wilf Sahar plays. Oh, was Sahar's listed as a midfielder? Ah, oh, they've got Ayu, haven't they? He's at 6 million. Oh, and Batshuayi, has he gone on loan there, has he? I missed that one. I knew he might be going somewhere. He's appeared in FBL. Six million. Interesting. I don't think Palace is that good, but he can play a bit. Be interesting to see how he gets on and if they'll play with two, him and Ayu, or not. Yeah, so Wickham's not got a chance, even if he is fit. Right, I think I've covered enough time to make this into a into a decent enough first pod to have a go. Um, back to some tinkering on my team, really. Wish you all the best for tomorrow and the and for the upcoming season. I hope it's a good one and uh, I hope I win. Thanks for tuning in. The next pod will certainly be more exciting as I can actually talk about what people have done and there'll be points. People would have scored points. There would have been things that have happened. It will be exciting and it will generate some brand new jingles. Uh, but for now, it's... Uh, Goodbye from me and see you, not see you, I need to work out an ending bit really, don't I? Right, bye.